everyone. Welcome in uh, sports fans to uh, another edition of the TMG podcast on uh, Tuesday, uh, live from uh, Chino Hills Studios. Uh, happy to be with you. You know, we're not going to pretend that this is a, a happy time or a happy week with all that's going on in the world, uh, but, you know, uh, hopefully we can, uh, you know, sports has always been a, a diversion and just a way to get away for a, a few minutes and have some fun, and I think we, we probably all need to do that. So, uh, let's move ahead with, with the podcast and talk a little bit of college football. Um, you know, big news, uh, all the big news around our town in Chino Hills is, uh, is, you know, the LeVar ball, uh, saga. I mean, we, these are, the balls are, all right, people in your seats, who's making all that noise? <laughs> Somebody's got a squeaky chair. Uh, LeVar ball, we, they're like the, our Kardashians in, in Chino Hills and, uh, they never cease to, to amaze, but uh, LeVar, uh, it's been learned, has, is pulling his 16-year-old school out of his kid, uh, the, the, the young Lamello ball, out of Chino Hills High, and it's going to homeschool him uh, for a couple years, um, uh, which is just going to be interesting, and I'll, I'll be acting as truant officer for the city. I'm going to be out in my, my car, because no one is home more than I am, so... Uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it, it's it's part of the crazy saga, but way well, a part of it is uh, uh, Lamelo already has his own shoe line as a sixteen year old. I don't know what you guys were doing at sixteen, but I didn't have my own shoe. I could I could barely tie my shoes at sixteen, uh, and uh, he's, he drives a I think it's a Lamborghini or one of those really uh, you know fancy uh, race cars. Uh, so. So we'll see uh, Lamelo and uh, Lavar around town uh, in the, the the country day homeschool, um, but uh, it, it, you know it's an interesting because Lavar you know, it's an interesting case that Lavar was going to take on the NCA anyway. In a lot of ways, with what's going on with all the sneaker FBI business, it feeds right into Lavar's uh, narrative about how corrupt. Uh, uh, NCA basketball is, and uh, and this kind of I think gets him out of uh, having to deal with a lot of that. Just goes straight to the pros, I guess. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch to see where this kid is in in three years. But uh, uh, you know, I, I I can wait, I guess, as I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> I'm sure you can't do. Let's get to college football and maybe uh, like we do every week uh kind of uh, let's go around the around the room um and and tell me what you know what you think uh herb gould sitting in the uh, chicago area what's uh what's on your plate what, what are you thinking about this week uh, with the big 10 and anything else well the, the one game that kind of stands out to me is michigan state at michigan uh michigan state some people seem to think is is ready to bounce back from that that ugly three and nine last year. I'm not totally convinced of that. I want to see what they do this week. Because Michigan isn't you know offensively the team that looks like they're going to be you know at the top of that tough division. So that's a key one. Uh, Wisconsin at Nebraska, mildly interesting. Heard Penn State at Northwestern. Heard Coast- you're, you're already getting to the next week. Where that's your that's the end of the, the show. No, I'm kidding. What, oh, what, okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, those are, those are the three that I'm looking at. What I mean, what what uh, I mean, what are the storylines? I guess what are the top things coming out of the uh, out of the weekend? Anything? Uh, you know, there really weren't that many. Uh, there weren't many upsets or any. There were some close games. There was no real headline grabbers. Um, yeah, it was a quiet week. Uh, you know, Northwestern 
got way behind up at Wisconsin and made a you know a comeback, uh, put themselves you know one possession game with a little over a minute to go, and then they took a safety. It was a quiet week. I guess that's why I was moving on. Uh, you know, one thing around this area, the eye gouge by the Northern Illinois kid at San Diego State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really. Uh... You know, I, it's hard to fathom what the thought process was there. I mean, that's that just is really just bad stuff. Um, it was unnecessary, you know, in, in every way, shape, and form. I, I I don't get that, and and it really, you know, it really reflects badly on Northern Illinois and on college football. But other than that, you know, Notre Dame is is rolling along here. I I posted this morning at, at TMG about. You know they're kind of in a in a pretty good place, all things considered. Especially, you know they got USC coming in uh, in late October, and and if they can get their act together and win that game, I mean they they all of a sudden become a factor in a way that we never envisioned uh, a month ago. Yeah, and well, you know you know her, what's, what's interesting to me is after you know you and I were there for the game for Georgia when they Notre Dame played Georgia, and it looked like everybody was ready to kick Notre Dame to the curb. Turns out. Guess what? Georgia's pretty good on defense, and Notre Dame can run the ball against everybody else. So you got to. Uh, I think Notre Dame looks like a pretty good team to me. Yeah, and the better the better the better Georgia uh, plays, and the more Georgia wins, the better that, that's going to be for Notre Dame, uh, which gets you know hasn't even really gotten into the meat of their uh, their schedule uh, yet. I mean, they got SC, they got a bunch of big games coming up. But uh, 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 Tony, what? Um, uh, obviously, big storylines in, in the SEC and, and, and down your way. The saga and the continuing saga of LSU and Ed Orgeron um, and and Butch Jones at Tennessee. Uh, who's in bigger? Which coach is in bigger trouble there? If you can wager. Uh, yeah, Butch Jones is in a much worse situation simply because of timing. Okay, yeah. this is this is Butch Jones's fifth year. All right, and everybody, I thought. I thought Georgia would win the game Saturday, but I thought Tennessee would put up a fight. I mean, the last six games have been one-possession games. Tennessee had their backs to the wall. Coach is fighting for his job. And Georgia just pretty much kicked them around. Yeah. Uh, 41 to nothing. So I think that, you know, uh, Butch Jones, they're off this week. He spoke in Memphis last night, and nobody was really excited to see him all that much. <laughs> and, and, and I did, I just look, and I like Butch Jones. Yeah. He's, been, he's been good to me since I've, uh, he's been there. But there's sort of an inevitability about all this. Now, having said all of that, guys, I sit here looking at the Tennessee schedule. Their schedule, other than Alabama, they'll get boat raced by Alabama, South Carolina, Kentucky, Southern Mississippi, Missouri, LSU, and Vanderbilt. That's the rest of their schedule. And all of those games, they will match up physically or be better than. So I, think, I don't think they can do it now. I think they got to wait till the end of the season. And then make a decision. Right. And what about what about Coach O? Uh, Coach. Oh boy, that was that was ugly. That was ugly. I watched a lot of that, and the the only thing I was rooting for, I was rooting for him in the end because that stadium was empty uh, when Troy led. I think it was twenty four seven in the fourth quarter, and then LSU did make a pretty good comeback and had had a chance to you know onside kick it at the end. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that's a bad look for Death Valley. Well, here's the deal. It's not like Troy came in there and got a tipped pass or a Hail Mary or something went awry and there was a big... 
Troy lined up and basically kicked LSU's butt on the line of scrimmage yeah. for, for about 50 minutes of that 60-minute game. I mean, just absolutely. And frankly, and one of my SEC uh, network colleagues said it today. Uh, he said, they look soft to me. And, and they, look, they look soft to me. I, I thought LSU's game with Mississippi State, 37-7, the game with Troy Saturday night, that was as poorly a prepared football team as I have seen in doing this for a long, long time. And I'm, I'm not big on uh, throwing bombs at coaches. But they just—they're not prepared. They're not well coached. Yeah, but that—that that, that, they, they better get that fixed. That astounds me because he has two good coordinators, and uh, you know that isn't that what a coach is supposed to do? Bring in a good offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, and and, and everyone knows that Orgeron can recruit. So what's yep. the, what's the problem then? I mean, uh, as 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 they said in uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Gentlemen, what we have here is a lack of communication. Okay. Uh, Actually, that was full hand loop. We got <laughs> Johnny, well, of, course, of course, I knew her, her from Chicago would get all the film references. No, no. Yeah, well, he, he worked with uh, uh, Herb. You worked with uh, with Roger Ebert, right? I, I, I believe played softball with him. So I'm sure that's uh, that came out. And yeah, we did. Tell Cisco and Ebert they'd come with and sit with us after a softball game. In, oh, uh, sweet. Royco and I would tell them how they didn't know anything about movies. <laughs> they just, our favorite Western, Magnificent Seven, because it was derivative, and we said we'll have to look up derivative, but we don't care. <laughs> who was who was a who was a better softball player? Was Ebert or Siskel a better softball player? Oh, neither of them played. Oh, they just came, what they came to they came to review the games. Would they give like a? No, no, oh. We were just hit the Billy Goat, and uh, we oh. were you know we were celebrating yet another victory in the Billy Goat, and they would happen in after taping oh. their television show. I got to think Siskel would have been the better um, athlete. Roger wasn't really. Roger was wonderful in every way, but athletic was not uh, part of his deal. Well, I, I wish well, uh, the, 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 commu- the communications issue is that Orgeron basically threw his offensive coordinator under the bus right after the game about stuff that he was doing that he didn't know what's going on, and then he backed off of that this week. The point is, it's right now it's a mess, and they got to go to the swamp on Saturday. We'll get back to that. We'll we'll, we'll get back. I sure wish Mark Blauchin was was with us today. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, he is. He is with us. I'm just watching, listening, watching. Oh uh, well, I can, I can, I can hear you. I, can Tony, hear you. Uh, I think if you want to use Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, you can you, you can use the line they said. Who are those guys when you're getting chased by the posse? There. Who who are those guys? You yes. know, maybe, maybe Orgeron. And, I mean, people are going. Who are they? Who who are who is LSU? Everyone thought they were going to be pretty good or, or decent, and they look like you said they looked they looked horrible. Um, what I saw over the weekend, and then you guys can argue with me, as I'm sure you will. Oh, I will. Because I think Alabama and Clemson have, have sort of spread themselves apart from the rest of the college football. What sort of argument? They have to jump all. I mean, I, I think those two teams look like a class of college football right now, and then everyone else is, is, is vying for spots and, and, and being part of the party. But, well, I, but, but what I saw over the weekend didn't uh, dispute that it, any, any notion that these guys were the best two teams. But what may, yeah, well, I mean, that's not an argument. <laughs> you, oh, you, you about everything. You know what Herb does. So. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree with that. And keep keep this in mind, guys. I, I wrote that a couple of weeks ago. I, I, the best two teams last year, the best two teams this year. But keep keep this in mind. The first 
CFP rankings come out on October 31st, okay? If it's Clemson and Alabama, somebody's going to be the and they and they went out. Somebody's going to be the number one seed. Somebody's going to be the number two seed. Well, those two teams both want to be the number one seed. Why? New Orleans. New Orleans. The semifinals in New Orleans as opposed to going all the way out to California. Who wants to go to that Rose Bowl? Yeah. That crummy Well, you you want to go, but if if that's a game that leads you up to the game, if that's the game that sets up the game, you you don't want to travel any further. Plus, Alabama's had some success in the Rose Bowl. They had a bunch of success in New Orleans. Same thing with Clemson. So, yeah, I don't. I, 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 yeah, you're. I, I'm not, I'm not going to argue. I think it's clearly Alabama and Clemson. My only argument would be, how good are their leagues? That were ever we heard in the, in the in the preseason, the ACC was the best conference, and the SEC is always the best conference. But I I don't see it. I mean, I see two great teams in leagues that uh, maybe are a little bit overrated this year. Uh, you know, and you can be, and it can be both. They could both be great, and the you know, but I, the SEC West, which has been the best division for a long time, I don't see it this year. And uh, you know, the ACC, I see you know Florida State uh, falling off a little bit with the quarterback injuries, and uh, you know, I I don't I don't I don't see I don't see dominance top to bottom. I think it's well, a dumb argument, Chris. I mean, I I wrote about it a couple weeks ago. I think that you take the best teams from each conference, then you can compare those teams. But because of varied, different schedules, different uh, parameters, you can't really make a comparison. I mean, some teams don't play each other. Uh, you know, some people have round robin. I mean, it, it's all, all of it's, it's tilted. So, I mean, to make the comparison of leagues, that's nice, nice talk. But just, just leave, leave it at the take the best team from each conference and then make those comparisons. Well, that's that's a good argument to have. But at, beyond that. I don't think you can make a realistic judgment. Well, and, and why, why do you think Alabama's outscoring everybody fifty-nine to nothing? Okay, because they're going to they're going to keep pouring it on because they want that number one seed. Read TMG this morning. That's what I wrote about today. You know, I, don't, I was I was said so now we're into the into the ratings uh, ratings thing where they can try and impress voters and and, and board members by by point, putting points up. Look what Nick has done the last two weeks. Okay, that's, that's, that's by design. That's not that's not that's not an accident. Okay, Herb, Herbie, uh, if if Alabama and Clemson are uh, clearly the one and two, uh, who's three? Is it is it uh, what team from? You know what? Is it Wisconsin or Penn State? Uh, Wisconsin, I think, is 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 kind of laying in the weeds, not getting a whole lot of publicity, but they look pretty solid. Are they better than Penn State, or what do we know? You know, that's a good question, Duke. I, I think that right at the moment, I might give the nod to Penn State because Barkley is really just phenomenal running back. Although Jonathan Taylor, the Wisconsin uh, freshman, is he's going to be that guy in a year or two and, and, and maybe even you know sooner than that. Uh, he's a really good back. But when you've got a guy like Barkley leading the way and then uh, – McSorley, you know, I mean, that drive, I mean, everybody was talking about Barkley after that uh, pullout at Iowa, but really what McSorley did, I guess the bottom line is Wisconsin is very good. I'll be real interested to see them play. I I told uh, my friend Ira Miller, a big Penn State guy, former 49er writer the other day, that I would be there to console him when my Badgers beat Penn State in the rematch in the Big Ten. But I, I wouldn't predict it just yet. Yeah, uh, and then of course Michigan. Where we still, I still don't know about Michigan, and maybe we can uh, uh, transition into a, a topic. Uh, 
I think it's going to be key is, is, is injuries at the quarterback position in all of the Power 5 leagues could end up you know, dictating what happens. And Michigan had an injury to their starter. Um, uh, and uh, uh, how's that going to play out, do you think? Well, you know, Michigan sort of, they're not, they're not lighting it up at quarterback either way. I mean, some people like O'Corn better than Spate anyway. Uh, you know, I haven't stayed on top of the daily non-information uh, on, on who's, you know, healthy and which way they're going there. You know, they, they need to get good play out of one guy or the other. But, you know, Michigan is sort of – that's why I'm interested in that game this week because Michigan State is looking like they're they're more athletic at least and, and certainly improved. Yeah. You know, Michigan, we don't know yet. It's such a young defense, and then they got that big question at quarterback. I mean, those those are pretty big questions when you're talking about – you know, winning a, a league like the Big Ten or, or even the getting into the playoffs. Yeah. There's still Don Brown in Michigan now, Herb. That's the big yeah. factor. And he sees a huge factor. I, I'm, I'm a big fan, and they've done things really well so far. Uh, but, you know, when they, you know, those are going to be terrific games uh, when, you know, when you get Penn State, Michigan, uh, and Ohio State. I mean, that, that little troika there, I mean, when you want to talk about you know, the best conference in the in the country. I'm not really a fan of that. I thought you mentioned that, Blali, uh, a couple weeks ago. But when you're talking about the best division, well, you got a pretty strong case when you're starting with Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think right now you'd have to say uh, you'd have to say that, that that that's the that's the division. But you know, I don't like I said, we get caught up in divisions and all that. It, it, you know, if you're a great team, you're a great team. Uh, the problem this year is, uh, and we're, you know, of course, premature speculation, but you know, we could have five really good, great undefeated teams this year coming out of the five conferences, and somebody's going to get left out. And I know who that somebody's going to be. If, if all those teams go undefeated, it's going to be Washington. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, depending on the matchup, and that's I say just the way it goes. There's a lot. Maybe we can talk a little bit about. Again, about scheduling, about uh, east, uh, east, not East Coast bias, but, but you know, West Coast scheduling. Um, and, uh, but, you know, and I'm not going to blame, you know, Washington has a, a poor non-conference schedule because they schedule a Big Ten team, you know, Rutgers. They, they get punished for scheduling Rutgers six years ago. But that's just the way it goes. Uh, but I don't see a scenario where if it's Clemson, Alabama, uh, Penn State uh, undefeated, uh, Oklahoma undefeated. You know, Washington's going to get snubbed, and uh, you know when you try to get you know five into four, it just doesn't work. And and you know that it, that could happen this year. Well, dude, yeah. dude, if you could get your commissioner to let Washington play before one o'clock in the morning, it would really help. Yeah, that's okay. you know that, that's a big. And here's okay, I, and I I understand that argument. And uh, here's the deal, though. Uh, that commissioner, I, I didn't hear any coaches complaining when, when they signed a $3 billion uh, TV deal with, with Fox and ESPN. Part of that deal that, have, that has made Chris Peterson rich and Rich Rodriguez rich is that television gets to dictate the time slots. Um, yeah. So if, the, if these coaches want to take less money uh, and, and, and get better time slots, but... W- you know what? Don't you know, if you're going to pay three billion dollars, don't you get some? And I've talked to my, Commissioner Scott about this. He goes, "Look, yeah, the, the, the ESPN and Fox have a right with their paying that kind of money to put games on 
you know that in the in time slots that 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 they want and uh, I didn't hear you know Chris Peterson say I'll 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 uh, I won't you know I won't make five uh, I'll take three million a year instead of five million and to get a better time slot so I think it's a little bit disingenuous um, on uh, I, I all I heard of these coaches praising the commissioner for making that deal uh, and now they're, <laughs> Dude, and, and now they're complaining the point, Deuce. The, the point is that that. Other conferences, including Alabama and the Big Ten and, and the SEC, have added those extra games like Alabama, FSU, Florida uh, uh, versus Michigan. The pack and, and even UCLA, UCLA, USC played Texas. Wash, all that Washington had to do was find a way and say, we want to play Clemson. That, that, we want to play that, you know, Nebraska or something like that's, that. That's in, in a the, oh, TV game. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's a, that's a dumb – I mean – I understand what you're saying, but who who but wanted? But if you want to get sit, sit at the table, that's the game you got to play. Whether it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. Where, that's how teams are getting recognition. Where was Washington football two years ago? Who wanted to make a deal with Washington to put them in a neutral site game uh, on Labor Day? You could have done this. Those games weren't made overnight. They were. They were I mean, they were made no, overnight. No, I'm ten years ago. Who wants to make that game with Washington two years ago? They were seven and five. They weren't anybody. They were only good last year. They've been mediocre. They were zero and eight. They were zero and twelve in two thousand eight. So, so what was what was what was the Florida State Alabama game scheduled? You know, uh, two years ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Florida State I and play against against Clemson in, in, in September of two thousand nineteen. Florida State and Alabama had already had won national titles in the last. Washington football was was on nobody's radar, and particularly television, to you know to put together a new. I'm not going to blame Washington for scheduling well, Rutgers no, it's not, it's six not years ago. It's the people who are running the league who were saying, well, "Okay, oh, it's but, it's here, okay. but here, here's the deal. Here's the deal, guys. I, I, Chris is absolutely right about the money. Everybody signed up. They wanted the money. I get that. All I'm saying is that when we get down, when it gets down to crunch time. And Washington, and Washington, who I think is a really good – I've got them in my final four right now. Yeah, they are good. I, I, I've got them in my final four, and they should be there if they go undefeated. But I don't want to hear uh, – present company excluded, I don't want to hear East Coast bias from from emanating from the left coast nope. because cause nobody got a chance to see Washington play because they're, they're kicking – they're kicking around eleven o'clock Eastern time. You know, so, you know I I got a chance to see him play against Alabama in the semifinals, and they 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 stood up. They played a really good game. They you know that score no, was so I, I know how, I know how good they are, but the, the facts are the facts, and there there'll be years where I'm I'm ready to step in and defend the league, and, and if it's getting slighted. But it, look, if there's five undefeated teams. And, and and they're going against Oklahoma, which played a, you know one at Ohio, Ohio State. There's no argument, so that's just the way it goes. But you know, give me yeah. give me some other scenarios, yeah, I, and I'll get and I'll you know you know we can talk about that. When you talk about Washington's chances, I, I think it's going to come down to you know whether somebody can rough up Oklahoma, beat Oklahoma. You know, if you get the you, you get out of the unbeaten Big Twelve, right? Scenario, exactly. I think that the Big Ten will gerrymander its way in as it always does because nobody does that better than Jim Delaney. Uh, and you know, if 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 somebody beats Penn State, well, then they're you know they're terrific. So yeah. I, I don't think the Big Ten is going to get left out. I think it's just going to come down to the Big Twelve versus the Pac twelve. And uh, the real yeah, the, the real the real the real mystery to me this week was. 
you know, the bell cow of, of the Pac-12, USC, they dropped nine spots in the poll. Now, a lot of this is just the way it goes and who lost that, also lost on the weekend. But USC lost, uh, a, you know, a three-point game at Washington State. Uh, they had three offensive starters on the offensive line, did not play or were injured. Starting wide receiver, their best linebacker was out, and they dropped nine spots. And that's the, and that's the team, you know, the most respected team in the league. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a little funny to me. But don't discount USC because, uh, and, uh, you know, a lot depends on whether they get healthy. But they have this, you talk about schedule punch. I mean, this they play you know Western Michigan, Texas, Notre Dame in non-conference, um, and if they go if they go undefeated the rest of the way, you know they'll be right back in it too. But that, that anybody surprised by a nine-point drop for the Trojans? Well, yeah, you know I think USC part of that drop. You know a lot of people are remembering that you know they they barely got past Texas. I mean they've had they've had some they haven't played like like. You know the kind of to their height, yeah. I guess, as they put it. You're right. So they, they can come back, but but five into four. If I'm in the Big Twelve and the and the and the and the, your your Pac-12, I'm those are the ones that need to be worried. Yeah, and a big problem for Washington. I think where you get into the questions about it, Wash undefeated Washington versus one loss Alabama or one loss uh, Clemson. Then you get into kind of uh, you know uh, some more interesting scenarios that that, uh, that that maybe you can you can make a better argument, but you nah, can't. Nah, you, Chris. Come they're on, not, they're not they're not going to get in. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, undefeated Washington, one loss Alabama. Washington's not going to get in. Well, to tell me what the one tell me what the one loss is, Alabama loss is. Uh oh. Kickoff or Auburn in overtime. Yeah. Well, what they if lose, they, they lose to Auburn, but they still make the SEC championship game? Yeah. Well, what if they lose to Auburn but don't win the West? I. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm giving you a scenario where they lose to Auburn, but Auburn's lost twice already because they lost it. They lost to Georgia and to somebody else, and so they Alabama loses to Auburn but still goes to the SEC championship game. At eleven and one, and then wins that easily in twelve and one. Right. Those are those. What about, what about those, Oklahoma? No. You know. I, I. You know. What's What's the loss? Oklahoma yeah. State. Oklahoma State. That. Okay. You know. What. Uh, I. I don't know. There. These are interesting scenarios. But. Uh, yeah. Washington's schedule, which was an issue last year. Um, the committee couldn't wait to put them number five in, in the first ranking. Kind of, kind of, you know, a salvo fired across the bow. Uh, it turns out, you know, they put Texas A&M ahead of them, which kind of made the committee look silly when A&M went into its annual slide. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's you have to you have to tell me the scenario, and then I'll say, of yeah. course, uh, uh, give me give me the scenario, and I'll say, yeah, you know, but it's always going to be to the disadvantage. And this is the only thing that bothers me is that uh, dismissing Washington is almost an involuntary muscle reflex before anybody thinks or tells says what's the scenario and uh, and the pundits on Saturday night where that was the first you know it was Washington's out well no I mean tell me what the scenario is and I'll and I'll tell you uh, I'll, I need a matchup box and I'll go yeah 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 no uh, but yeah it's it's 
we're still only in October, early October, so um, you know we got we got a long, long way to go. I think. Um, so anyway, they're moving along. I think, <laughs> and Tony, we talked about this a little bit uh, before we got on the air here, but I, I think I, I love I love this sport because everything just keeps coming around and. And people come out of the woodwork. I mean, uh, UTEP, uh, the University of Texas El Paso, the Miners, uh, had a coaching change uh, this weekend. And uh, uh, who who comes out on on the, on the white horse to the rescue temporarily <laughs> is our our boy Mike Price. You know, uh, we thought we thought Mike had ridden off, uh, and we were talking just how these little, um, you know, how the how the course of history will be changed. Uh, you know, imagine Alabama football had um, Mike Price not been caught up in that, uh, you know, that strip club scandal at Alabama. And uh, and then you mentioned, too, had Rich Rod not taken the Alabama uh, job. Um, how, where would, you know, what would Alabama football look like right now? Well, it, it would have probably missed out on 11 really good years of Nick Saban. Uh, although Mike, Mike Price would not have lasted very long. Uh, I, don't, I just don't think he would have. It's, it's too it's too intense of a job. There's too much work involved. But yeah, it would have, a lot of things. A lot of things. If Nick Saban never comes to Alabama, a lot of history is rewritten. You know. Yeah, and what it would about Rich? You think Rich Rod would have been the same thing in Alabama? Not a uh, not a good fit there. Uh, I think he would have gotten very very frustrated with. Uh, some of the same things he got frustrated with in Michigan. I think he would have gotten frustrated at Alabama. Right. It just, uh, I mean, as we've always talked about here, right place, right time, right person, right time, uh, good fit, bad fit. And we see that, uh, we see that all the time. Um, and sometimes a, a guy is a, is a good coach somewhere and he's not a good coach somewhere else. Um, and sometimes the guys are just, are just good coordinators or good recruiters as we see in the case of, you know, like Ed Orgeron, um, you know, yep. people keep trying to squeeze, you know, pegs into, uh, you know, round holes, and, and sometimes it just doesn't work. Um, so, all right, well, let's maybe start winding up here and, and looking forward to, to this weekend. Uh, are we going to have a are we going to have a better weekend? We, I'm trying to look at some uh, – Herb, you mentioned some of the games you got. Uh, what's – What's the big game to you? Is it Michigan State and Michigan? Um, you know, Penn, Penn State and yeah. Northwestern. That one stands out. I'm going to go to Penn State and Northwestern, but you know what I saw from Northwestern and, and what we, you know, the body of work this fall. They're not quite what what uh, they're not as good as I thought they'd be. Partly because that that O line is really not getting it done and. Uh, you know, the way that they need to if they're going to play against these big teams. So, yeah, Michigan State, Michigan, I mean, that's like, you know, we always, the world focuses on Ohio State, Michigan. But Michigan, Michigan State is, that's, that's a really good rivalry, especially for Michigan State. And they're yeah. going to be jacked up for that. And then they have their usual athleticism. You know, they had, they had some tough turnovers against Notre Dame that took them out of the game. So, you know, if they can, if they can upset that apple cart, uh, you know that that's going to be a real interesting game to watch if Michigan State is as good as some people seem to think. Yeah, uh, Tony, you got some you got some interesting games down your way. Uh, 
LSU at Florida, the lot, there's a backstory here <laughs> between these schools. Uh, these are these are two teams that do not like each other. Uh, it, it was sort of a it, it, it's their permanent crossover game that they play in the other division, and there was really nothing. There was no heat or anything like that. Then all of a sudden, they had to reschedule the game, and Joe Oliva, the LSU athletic director, said, "Well, they don't want to play us because they've got two linemen hurt." And, oh, man, that set it off, and they ended up playing uh, at LSU, and then Florida stops them on the goal line on the last play of the game to win the game. Jim McElwain is asked about it. He said, you know what? They got what they deserved, and it should have been worse. All right? <laughs> so, and, oh, by the way, it's homecoming at the University of Florida Ooh. on Saturday. Ooh. So that is it. But here, here's, here's the game that I'm really looking at, guys. Now that you guys have – corrupted me picking <laughs> games against the spread. I want to know is Texas A&M going to cover the 25 against Alabama. That's what I want. Well, is, is, okay. is Johnny Manziel the quarterback? No sir, no. he's not. All right, okay. But here but here's your stat of, here's your stat of the week boys on Texas A&M Alabama. The last 2 years Alabama has been the truth serum game where we find out about Texas A&M. Last 2 years Texas A&M has gone into the Alabama game with a combined record of 11-0. and 0. <laughs> the, last, the last two years, they've come out of the Alabama game with a record of 5-10. and 10. <laughs> So okay? that, that's sort of... I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, yeah. Uh, exactly. Um, I think you said it all there. Uh, uh, Jersey guy, you're all my mater. Miami. I'm looking. At, I'm looking at that game with a lot of interest because uh, which game? Tell me. I'm not sure. Florida State, Miami. Yes. And, and you know, Florida State's all out to be Wake Forest. Um, you know, in the last second, Miami looked pretty, pretty good. You know, there was some rustling. They looked pretty good. Uh, that game always means something, no matter. I mean, I don't say throw out the records, but with Florida State, you should throw out the records this year. But I mean, that's going to be a, a key game for both teams because the winner, the winner of that game is going to is going to move on. And the loser is going to be in the, in a rubbish pile, and and and, it, and I think it's, it might be Florida State because I'm not quite sure how good they are. I don't think they they've recovered from from the from the Alabama game, including the Hurricane, and 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 they still have some tough roads games down the, uh, ahead of them, you know. So they they could be in for 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 really a dip in, dip season. So yeah, that's, we, that could be again, the most. again we we talk about you know like my kingdom for a quarterback. You lose yep. a quarterback and it changes everything. Uh, Tony, you know, Florida's dealing with that. You know, uh, Luke Del Rio came in, did a nice job, uh, and now, now he's he's out for the season. So, uh, yeah. and kind of getting into out, out of my league, uh, you know, injuries at quarterback and how it doesn't just impact your team; it impacts the entire schedule. It impacts the. Uh, and I'm looking at Washington State, which uh, you know is five and zero, but. You know their five and zero was all at home, and and now they play five of their last seven on the road. And this week they go to Oregon, and that you know Oregon looked like they bounced back from a four and eight year. They got a really good quarterback, a young guy, Justin Herbert. Well, he just broke his collarbone. Their backup quarterback also got hurt last week. So now Washington State gets to go to Oregon against the, their third string quarterback, and that you know so that impacts. Uh, Washington State's ability to win that game and stay in the college football playoffs. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, uh, You know, 
USC's got an easy. You know, they needed they needed they needed to play Oregon State this week, and they got them, uh, which is uh, what will help them. Um, and another interesting game, you know, given everything concerned, you know, San Diego State is at UNLV. Uh, and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of uh, be a lot of emotion or, or uh, around that game anyway. And at San Diego State, if you look at the uh, you know that uh, group of five bid and, and scheduling, they're the team to beat, right? I mean the the the, uh, the Aztecs uh, more so yep. than uh, they they beat out South Florida, right? If you if you just go on their strength scheduling wise, absolutely. Um, so you know they, and they. They've beaten Stanford and Arizona State, and they still have Boise left. But you know, uh, is there anybody else in that race that, that I'm missing in in the group of five? Uh, uh, you know, Clambake. I can't. I you can't think. Central of Florida. Central. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's you know, that's if Scott Frost is, is still a coach. If he's not, he hasn't been hired by Nebraska in the mid, you know, mid season. Although Herbie, Nebraska, uh, they had a good bounce. You know, that was. <laughs> That was a pretty, you know, it was Illinois, but still, uh, you know, does that does that help uh, Mike Riley, or is this just uh, stringing them along for another few weeks? Yeah, you know, it, it helps him it, because you you know Illinois is you know Illinois goes to bed every night thanking uh, the world that there's a Rutgers. And you know, so you, but I really think that you know when we saw the North the Nebraska athletic director uh, get get nuked they were clearing the decks for uh, a coaching change there you know now sure. obviously and we like we you know we can all agree that mike riley i mean he fits that pattern you were talking about Dufa. good coach good guy you know just a bad fit um and you know maybe he can change that by winning some games he's not supposed to win uh in this next wow. uh half second half but I, I would I would expect that there'll be a coaching change at Nebraska and and Scott Frost certainly uh, certainly got that name underlined with a bullet. Yeah, I think I think he was the guy they should have hired to begin with, except he wasn't ready. I mean, again, timing. He had just gotten to Central Florida. He probably right. probably couldn't leave right then. But you know, he's the guy that should be there. I mean, he's he's uh, and and then another year is is, is uh, you know he's proven that. I think he's. He's got a bright future, um, so you know it's uh, again it, it'll all play out. Anything, anything else on your minds? What what are we missing? Dude? Well, the other part I would just add, you know, uh, while we're on Nebraska, because they are, you know, historically a top ten program in the nation. Is when, when was when was that? <laughs> well, in terms of wins, yeah, oh yeah, okay. historic wins. But they're not, you know, Nebraska isn't Nebraska and hasn't been for a long time. And that's the tough deal there, no matter who they hire. For somebody to revive that program, what, are you saddling up the horse? This is like the hound. This sounds like the hounds of the Baskerville. Uh, uh, <laughs> in, in a, you know, Nebraska, is, until they do it, they haven't done it, which all I'm trying to say is good luck to whoever takes that job or Riley if he keeps it, because the expectations far outpace. The reality of that program. Yeah, and you know, and, and moving to the uh, the Big Ten just changed the dynamic. I think in a lot of a lot of ways as to who they are. You know, their identity and uh, uh, you know, Mike Mike Riley should go back to Corvallis uh, and, and you know, and just say well, welcome, you know, welcome me home and 
And uh, he's still, you know, he's got a couple years left. And Oregon, and Oregon State is is terrible. I mean, I don't know what happened. I thought Gary Anderson was a decent coach, and uh, maybe you have different feelings about that, or Wisconsin has different feelings about that, but they are dreadful. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Blau, anything else? Are we missing anything? What do you, you got any gripes, beefs? Uh, other than that, I think well, we... Well, you, you mentioned it there earlier, and I want to watch what happens in the next week or so, that the rash of quarterbacks getting hurt at big schools. I mean, uh, we uh, it needs to be looked at in terms of our quarterbacks playing different roles. I mean, that might be a, a trending story that we, as we go through the season, because like you know, said Georgia, Florida, Michigan, uh, um, you know, Oregon. I mean, it's there's a lot of quarterbacks going down. And that's going to change the outlook of, of the races and going to into key games when you don't have your top personnel there. So I'll be, be interested to see how the season progresses. All right. Well, I think that uh, anything else hurt. I think we're all. Anybody have, want to clear the air, or, or should we move on? We all done. I think we're good. Yeah, I think we've exhausted it this week. Uh, so, <laughs> well, well done, mates. Anyway, yeah. until uh, till next week, uh, we'll be back uh, next Tuesday. Uh, have a good weekend and adios. Mm-hmm.